When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. In here, out there, everybody that's watching, welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Folks, you know... You know, uh, America is changing so fast. Every day seems to bring shocking news that radically unsettles what we believe this country should be. And it's happened again. Because Taco Bell's latest tostada features a giant Cheez-It. All right? I think I speak for all Americans when I say, um, <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I'm excited about this idea. Let's take a look. Behold! The snack of madness. It's like my dreams and my nightmares had a baby and then baptized it in ground beef. The giant Cheez-It is 16 times larger than a normal Cheez-It, with the same taste and texture as a Cheez-It. So you won't lose any of that flavor that can only be described as it. (laughs) It's got real it flavor. It's made with real it. Lewis, when I heard about this... What did you hear about? I was totally ready for the it to hit the fan. (laughs) But unfortunately... Unfortunately, the giant cheese at Tostada is currently available at just one Taco Bell location in Irvine, California. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I believe the giant Cheez-Its are a basic American right. <laughs> Access to this snack cannot be relegated to the states. I have to believe that this restriction is the work of the Crunchwrap Supreme Court and its radical justice, <laughs> Samuel Alberito. <laughs> I have to. I have to believe that. I have... How else? Speaking of big orange things that are bad for you... (laughs) Yesterday, we heard from former president... Boob looks like a traitor! (laughs) Like you, uh, he's been watching the January 6th hearings, and yesterday, the surprise hearing starred former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, seen here using the force to try to summon one of those Cheez-It tostadas. Hutchinson was assistant to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, so she saw everything that went on in the White House. She told the committee that, among other things, the former president knew his crowd was armed before unleashing them on the Capitol, attacked a member of security detail in an SUV, and most disturbingly of all, threw his lunch plate in rage. (laughs) Well, you know what they say, you always hurt the bun you love. (laughs) Now, no one thought... No one thought, really? Applause for that? Okay. (laughs) That is a low bar. Thank you very much. (laughs) No one thought this testimony uh, went well for the ex-president. One former Justice Department lawyer said Hutchinson's testimony contained credible nuggets of information (laughs) that would support a seditious conspiracy investigation, which means the former president could be betrayed by his closest confidant, 
incredible nuggets. Mm. How do those nuggets taste? They taste credible. <laughs> I really believe they're chicken. <laughs> Hutchinson's testimony was such a game changer, even Fox News didn't know how to spin it. What was so compelling, I think, is, is how it was laid out. But the testimony in and of itself is really, really powerful. Sandra? Did you still here? Indeed, yes, I am here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's quite the pause. Explains Fox's new slogan, fair and... <laughs> Indeed, yes, we are still here. <laughs> and... I just want to say, hey, John Roberts, way to throw Sandra under the bus. Sandra, are you still there? Because I sure wish I wasn't here. Uh, bring, bring, phone call, gotta go, smoke bomb. <laughs> it, uh, it did not get much better when Sandra finally managed to speak. Indeed, yes, I am here. <laughs> no, Brett, uh, to your point, I just wonder for the for the country watching this in this moment, uh, how much this changes what people believed or did not believe. That wasn't his point at all, Sandra. <laughs> I believe his point was very powerful testimony. Who cares if it changes what viewers believe? Your job is to report the news, not speculate how your audience is going to react. There's a reason Walter Cronkite didn't end each broadcast with this. And that's the way it is. Or is it? Hell if I know. Thanks, Walter. Wonderful. I miss him. I miss him, baby. What else? Oh. Things got even worse yesterday for the former president when Liz Cheney closed the hearings by raising concerns about possible witness tampering by an unknown person. <laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> been a long time. Been a while. Hey, been a wow. long time. Wow. Wow. How dumb do you have to be to do crimes while being investigated? Four other crimes. Okay, officer, I know I was driving drunk in this stolen car full of dead hobos. But before you arrest me, want to buy some crack? <laughs> Not surprisingly, yesterday's hearing seemed to get the former president all rankled to his cankles. He posted a flurry of messages on his troubled social media platform, Truth Social going right after the witness. I hardly know who this person, Cassidy Hutchinson, is, other than I heard very negative things about her, a total phony and leaker. She was the assistant to your chief of staff. <laughs> she was in every meeting taking notes. She worked 10 steps from the Oval Office. It reminds me of this statement from Snap and Crackle, we hardly know who this person, Pop, is. <laughs> Over... Sure. They're elves. We looked it up. They're elves. Over in the judicial branch, we're still reeling from the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, but we shouldn't overlook all the other bad decisions, especially the tire iron they've taken to the separation of church and state. Last week, they ruled that Maine cannot exclude religious schools from a public tuition reimbursement program. Okay. That's not good. 
Also, what kind of religious schools do they have in Maine? Yeah, welcome to the Church of Lobster Day Saints. <laughs> Put a piece of saltwater taffy in the past waffle cone and open your fish fry menus to the Book of Chowder. <laughs> and that was not the only ruling where the conservative majority shoved their religion down our state. They also ruled in favor of a public high school football coach who prayed at midfield. <laughs> Illegal procedure. Twelve apostles on the field. <laughs> the center... <laughs> There's nothing the guys up in the sound booth like better than a whistle. <laughs> Is this on? At the center of the case was former coach Joe Kennedy, seen here about to yank the First Amendment away from Charlie Brown. <laughs> Kennedy... <laughs> Kennedy sued his school district after they fired him for engaging in public prayers on the field while flanked by student-athletes after games. According to the school, players' parents complained their children on the team felt compelled to participate. Oh, I'm sure the students didn't feel any pressure. Coaches famously don't expect players to follow their leads. Johnson, that's your fifth fumble. Take a lap if you want. You are the captain of your own journey. <laughs> In the majority uh, decision here, Justice Gorsuch writes that the coach, quote, offered his prayers quietly while his students were otherwise occupied. Okay, quietly, that sounds okay. Let's check out those quiet prayers. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. We love you, Jesus. Jesus. Okay, I enjoy praying, but Jesus. <laughs> now the praying got even less private during one homecoming game uh, when the coach was joined by a state legislator and the media. Spectators jumped over the fence to reach the field, and people tripped over cables and fell, and school band members were knocked over. The next night, they held a prayer vigil for the prayer victims. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but if the court believes... Sure. Sure. If the court believes this type of Christian ritual is okay for public schools, then I'm sure they'll be fine with every religion going varsity. I can't wait for the satanic cheerleaders. D-E-V-I-L. Come on, T, let's burn in hell. Sacrifice a goat! We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Representative Adam Kinzinger. First guest tonight is a six-term U.S. congressman from the state of Illinois and one of two Republicans serving on the House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6th. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Congressman Adam Kinzinger. Congressman, hey. It's good to see you again. It's great to be here. Um, I want to just start off with a a little bouquet of gratitude. Uh, As I've said before on the show, my... My immediate feeling when these hearings started, because we didn't know what these were going to be like, um, y'all knew what they were going to be like because mm-hmm. you've been gathering this information and really been playing your cards close to your chest for the past year. I mean, I've seen you many times being interviewed, <laughs> you and Representative Cheney, and, and you've all said, like, 
um, where we're gathering information and we hope to present it to this American people. It's not people. easy to do. You're like, I want to say. Yeah. I want to say what we're seeing. Because you, how long have you known some of the stuff that we know that is blowing our minds here? We've known it a while. And, you know, it just every day that goes by, though, we get more and more information. People coming forward. And, and I, I don't, I have not ceased to be amazed at the kind of stuff we still continue to learn. And, you know, yesterday is a great example of that. Well, I'm, I'm, I am uh, filled with gratitude from the very first moment that I saw the first hearing that you guys did, did uh, in uh, primetime a couple weeks ago because, you know, People can have different policies, but it is good to see people from both sides of the aisle agree that there should be a United States of America yeah. and representative democracy. <laughs> Amen. Continue. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank you, you very much for that. Yeah. Now, so yesterday, as you're saying, quite a day. It was a it was a surprise hearing. Surprise to us. Was it a surprise to you? It was a little bit of a surprise, yeah. It was kind of in the last couple days we had made the decision to do this and, and learned a lot of the new information. So, yeah, I wasn't as surprised, but it was a surprise. Well, what was, why was it critical to have the hearing, you know, so suddenly? So it's a number of reasons. There was such important information we wanted to get out. As you saw at the end of the hearing, there have been threats coming in, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it'd be a shame if somebody knew you were talking to the committee. Sure. But the other thing is, every time a piece of information comes out, we get more folks coming forward. And I think some of the things that Cassidy Hutchison, who, by the way, is a brave American, you know, 25, 26 years old. Mm -hmm. It's just... Showing far more courage uh, than her boss. Showing far more courage than her boss and showing far more courage than 99.8% of Republican members of Congress. And, or 100. Mm -hmm. And... When she came forward, she comes forward with a lot of this information, and now all of a sudden you have people that'll want to come clarify their statements or actually truly maybe remember being part of something that they forgot about. So it's important for us to get well, it out. Well, uh, Congressman Thompson said last night, after hearing this kind of yeah. uh, testimony, if there's anyone out there who perhaps finds their courage or, or, or finds their memory... Yeah. And, are, are, <laughs> and there are people who are saying, OK, I'll come in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. there's people that are saying they'll come in. There are people that have talked to us already that are going to want to come in now and maybe clarify what they meant when mm -hmm. they said something under oath. And look, all we want to do is just get to the bottom of this. The American people deserve answers and a democracy to survive and to function. There are people right now dying in Ukraine to defend democracy. And it's like we can't be in any more of a hurry to get rid of ours here. All you need is people to recognize that your vote counts and who you vote for wins. That's how it or wins or loses. That's how a democracy survives. And right now, half of the country has been convinced that's not the case. Well, as you said, as you said yesterday was startling testimony from Ms. Hutchinson. What what did she reveal in those hearings to the American people that you found most important? There was a lot of things. I, I think one of the most important pieces of information, Donald Trump knew there were guns in the crowd. Donald Trump wanted to get rid of the magnetometers because he's still obsessed with crowd size. He still is. And he was worried that it didn't look like enough people were at the ellipse. So he's like, take the magnetometers away, bring them in. I know there's guns, but they're not here to shoot me. They're not here to hurt me. What that says is he knows they're here to hurt somebody. And we also know that he wanted to go down to the Capitol. All you have to do is put those basic pieces of information together and say this was a dangerous man who wanted to overthrow the will of the people. That was one of the most important things. And then just her courage all the way around and talking about some of what she had seen in the White House and, 
And uh, it's, it's I, I, I was inspired. I went down, we gave her, we shook her hand. I went down to shake her hand and she gave me a hug. And I just, I lost it. I don't think the cameras caught it, but I'm just like, because I understand a little bit, just a little bit of what it took for her to do that and the sacrifices she's now going to face. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Congressman Adam Kinzinger, everybody. Stick around. Congressman Adam Kinzinger. No, uh, Congress doesn't have the power uh, to prosecute. These aren't trials. Right. These are revelations from the hearings that you've been holding for a year now. But knowing all the information that you do, are you um, frustrated? Or how do you feel about the speed with which the Justice Department is bringing indictments of any kind? I'm frustrated at the speed. I know they have a job to do. I think, you know, the revelations of, you know, the cell phone of Clark being taken and, and the raiding his home, those are good signs that, you know, they're actually pursuing this. That has to be a fairly uh, firm set of evidence there because they're going to a former high-ranking Justice Department official. That's right. And saying, give us your electronics. Yeah, exactly. Somebody that knows how this game works, and that's got to go to somebody else. What They're not going after Jeffrey Clark, I would imagine. It's got to be somebody above that. And who is it? But I am frustrated that, for instance, um, Mark Meadows and Dan Scavino have refused to come in and talk to Congress. We have the power of subpoena similar to what a court has, and the Justice Department has failed to indict them for that. And so all it does is send a message, you just have to resist the select committee, and you may be able to resist all penalties. That's been a frustration. Well, former Acting Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney said yesterday he tweeted in response to the testimony he saw that it is inevitable that Meadows will be indicted and will have to come testify. Do you think that what we've learned recently will actually increase that pressure on the Justice Department, or not increase the pressure, but provide revelations the Justice Department uh, can see as justification for the indictment. Yeah, I certainly think so. And I think, you know, look, we have these two investigations. And again, I don't know what justice is doing or not doing, but assuming they're investigating, we have our investigation that's very public. Um, this all kind of feeds together. And even though we are not the committee that goes out and indicts people criminally, we can bring forward important information. And I think the case that we're making right now is that the president knew that he had lost the election and he attempted to over overcome the will of the American people. And by the way, we never want to get in a position where we're just prosecuting last administrations. That's another thing you see in failed democracies. But when you try to overthrow the will of the people and you try a coup in the United States government, you have to pay for that, period. That's what we require. Now, one of the things that one of the things that we have learned uh, not not only yesterday but the, the the previous testimony that we got, I believe, last Thursday, was that uh, at least five members of uh, Congress have petitioned the administration for pardons. Do you think that at least warrants an investigation because the, the, the sort of the maxim of the law is, is that accepting a pardon is an admission of guilt? That's actually one of the things that Ford said about giving Nixon his pardon is that he reminded everyone that Nixon accepting that pardon was an admission of guilt yep. from the president. And in that case, it was actually a form of closure that Nixon had to admit his guilt. 
these people are admitting their guilt by asking for a pardon. What do you think should ha happen? Well, look, I, I mean, on, in the congressional side, there can be some ethics things that we do. We have asked every one of these people to come in and talk to us, and they have refused. In their own institution, their own institution that they believe, so to speak, in the investigative power of, they have refused to come in. So that is up to the Justice Department at what they do next. But let me be very clear because they're going to go out and say, well, we wanted a pardon because of the left-wing media, and we thought there was going to be a witch hunt against us. You do not seek a pardon unless you actually think that either you committed a crime or you're concerned that maybe you committed a crime. And that's one of the things Cassidy had made the point of yesterday, is the discussions in the White House leading up to January 6th, where people are saying, we may have a problem here. We may be guilty of all these crimes. They knew what they were doing. These Republican members of Congress knew what they were doing, and they need to be shamed for it in the very least. Speaking of people... Speaking of people with awareness of the, uh, of the criminal uh, danger here, uh, she testified that Pat Cipollone said, we, we, we can't... Don't let this go up to the, the... Don't let the president go up there. Don't let this mob go up there, by the way, saying to a 20... At that time, 23- or 24-year-old aide, hey, it's don't let the president go to Capitol Hill. It's all... <laughs> democracy's all on you. He said, don't let them do this because we'll be prosecuted for every crime imaginable. That's knowledge that what's going on is absolutely against the law. Yep. Is Pat Cipollone going to be compelled to come in? Well, we certainly hope after this he will come in voluntarily. If he doesn't, I think it will it'll be, it'll very much warrant a subpoena. He needs to come in and talk. He hasn't been super, like, aggressive against the committee. He has some legitimate concerns, I understand, in terms of the institution. Mm -hmm. Um... But he needs to come in and talk to us. He knows things. He can corroborate things. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, he needs to come in. And, by the way, I, I want to say, a 25-year-old, at the time, a 23-year-old, walking around the Oval Office, basically directing things, that is par for the course of the Trump administration. My wife worked for Donald Trump and eventually for uh, Pence. And the story she would come home and tell, you realize, like, this is a government that's not being run right now by serious people. This is being run by people that think government is a joke. And uh, we can never repeat that mistake again, Republican or Democrat, ever. We have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I will ask the congressman what the future of this committee is for the rest of the summer. Stick around. <laughs> Congressman Adam Kinzinger, as dramatic as these hearings have been, and I have to say, y'all have done a very good job of... There's, there hasn't been one dud right. so far. Yeah. My worry yesterday, when you called this emergency one, I went, oh, no, don't rush it, because every single one of them has not disappointed. There's been something very substantive. There's no nothing burgers. It's all meat, okay? And because they've been so uh, compelling and so informative and very specific in their information... Have you seen any... Have you gotten any response from your Republican colleagues saying, yeah, I'm seeing cracks in the armor here? Because I noticed that it was either today or yesterday, the Washington Examiner, right. not a liberal rag, right. said, yeah, you can't ever trust him with power again. It is time to never support him again. By the way, I will say I was very concerned that my hearing would be a dud, but it turned out all right, because you're always sitting around fearful, like, oh, this is the one I got to talk about with DOJ. No, yours was Look, insane. It was insane. It was senior, the most senior Justice Department official 
officials saying in their contemporaneous notes, which legally are considered the same as videotape, yep. that the, they told the president it's illegal, and he said, well, just lie about it anyway, and just my Republican lie about colleagues it. will take care Leave of it. Leave it to me and the Republican congressmen to do the rest. All you got to do is a little white lie, a big lie, and, tell, and we'll do all the rest. I mean, that's incredible. But look, I, uh, there's going to be so much more information that comes out. And yes, I had a friend of mine, uh, a really close friend, that sent me a text and said, my dad has been basically glued to Fox News for the last five years. Uh, he buys everything that Donald Trump says. He said he watched your hearing, and now he is outraged against Donald Trump, and he appreciates everything that's been done. So, it's... It's a small, it's a small anecdote, but there are cracks in the armor. It doesn't mean that, you know, all the Republicans are going to wake up, but it means that some are. And by the way, in a democracy, we need more than 50% of Americans to believe in democracy. We've got that now. Republicans have got to wake up too. Look, you are Republicans, you're being lied to. You're being lied to and you're being taken advantage of. Um, you can't be that gullible. Let's, let's fight to defend our democracy. Well... Is there any sense? I, I know y'all are getting new information. I know you're getting Every new day. information, and I know that you've taken a little pause now. You're going back to your pause, and it'll be coming back sometime in July, the 11th, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any sense of how long this is going to go? Yeah, I think we're going to do a couple more hearings, and uh, we're, we're get, obviously the investigation will continue. Mm -hmm. When the report comes out, we'll probably do a hearing or two around the report. But I think we showed yesterday that as we need to, we'll add more hearings. And uh, so we can tell the rest of the story that we know so far in the next couple, um, but there's a lot of details that have to be filled in. There's a lot of details that we can still fill in. And by the way, again, every day, new people are coming forward and saying, I've got this video. We have a, you know, a documentary maker that said, sure. I happen to have a whole bunch of video of the Oval Office. Like, okay, we're interested in that. Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff happens every day. Ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna know the truth. And when your kids go to school, Someday they're going to be taught the truth about January 6th because of the work that this committee is doing. Congressman, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for your dedication to representative democracy. Congressman Adam Kinzinger, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.